What's up, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside co-host Jack Manis. And today, you are listening to the Hogline Podcast, the 119th episode of the podcast. Welcome. Welcome in. Um, hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome Sorry, to 119. I, yeah, welcome to 119. Today, we uh, will be giving you a conference championship preview the AFC and NFC Championship uh, are on Sunday. The NFC is first, I believe, at 3.05 with the AFC at 6.40. Um, a couple days away, and we've got some great matchups. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are traveling to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers, and the Buffalo Bills travel to Kansas City, Missouri, Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. So two great matchups for the best teams. I feel like everyone pretty much saw it going this way, except a lot of people had the Saints in the NFC Championship game. But um, otherwise, you know, pretty chalk, I guess, because it's three of the one and two seeds in there. Right. Yeah. What I (laughs) uh, I apologize for my uh, shoddy internet, but um, even though it's not technically chalk, because not the one and twos, I feel like these are definitely the four best teams. and I think it's going to be two great games. Like, you could say that, like, last year about, like, the Titans, like a team that you may not have been one of the four best teams to get into the Final Four, but I think these truly are the four best teams. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be two really good games as well. Uh, today, we will be talking about both games. Jack and I will be giving our X-Factors, our uh, – Marquee matchups to look for it could be a player versus a, another individual, or I guess a whole position group versus another position group. Uh, some prop bets that we like in each game. Uh, I mean, it is a couple of days away, but I, they are out for the most part. And our score predictions as well. So we're going to be covering it uh, from top to bottom here. And I guess we will, uh, we can start with the AFC championship. Um, what do you think? Who who is your X factor? I believe this time last year, we had a little trouble defining what X factor, what that exactly meant, <laughs> right? Uh, when we did this last year uh, around this time, but I think we both have a solid definition. I went with the X factor is if they play well, the team has a good chance of winning. They're a very important factor in the game. Okay. I think we're on the same page interpretation-wise. Uh, should I go first? You said AFC Championship we want to start with? Yeah, you can go first. The AFC, we'll, let's go with that. Um, I, I'll i start with the one for each team, correct? Oh, I didn't do that. I just did one for the whole entire game. But you, you whatever oh, you have. Okay. I got one for each team. Uh, you're going to like this one. Uh, for the Chiefs, I have Clyde. Now, that's big if he plays. Um. I believe he – I forget if I saw he was limited in practice or full practice on Thursday. Today we were recording. Um, he was I mean, limited. he's limited? Okay. Um, both these teams, Chiefs and Bills, are not necessarily rushing teams. Uh, but if the Chiefs build some kind of lead, because, I mean, it's hard to expect them to build a lead. These are two, like, very high-powered offenses, pretty equally matched. Um, but if they do, they are going to need to, they may need to control the clock with their run game. And <laughs> I know he's been, he's been receiving a lot of slander in our group chat, uh, but he is a very talented back. Um, 
and uh, I think considerably better than Le'Veon at this point. So the drop-off between him and his uh, replacement is kind of significant. All right, I feel Le'Veon hasn't even – I really don't even feel like he's been on the field. Like, what Darrell Williams is maybe logging more snaps in him. I, I forgot to look that up, but am well, I yeah, wrong so on that? I guess I'll spoil mine, but mine – well – I mean, the obvious answer is Patrick Mahomes' health, so I wrote that down. But I that, I knew that was a, a cop-out answer of some sort, so I went with another one as well. And I just said all of the Chiefs running backs, like the Chiefs running game is the X factor okay. I went with. Uh, as you mentioned, Clyde has to be healthy. He was limited today in practice. Uh, but you just said, like, Le'Veon was a non-factor. It was, Dar- it was all Daryl Williams. He averaged six yards a carry. He had uh, 13 carries for 78 yards last week, so he did really well. Um, and obviously since, since Mahomes is a little bit banged up, if the, if the run game is firing in all cylinders, then that could really take the pressure off of him and make the, make it a lot easier for the chiefs to pull it out. So the run game will be essential for the Kansas city this week. So that, that was mine. This is the chiefs running back in general. Nice. Should I go with my bills one then? Yeah. Try to guess who this guess, guess what it is. Shouldn't have to think about it. Uh, I don't know. My all-pro wide receiver, Cole Beasley. Okay. Um. So I love Cole Beasley. Uh, he's my all-pro wide receiver. Um, recorded zero receptions last week, and Bills only scored 17 points, which is their lowest point total of the year, tied with uh, when they played the Chiefs in Week Six. So. Yeah, 17 points isn't going to get it done this week. Get Colby's of the ball, you get more points. It's that simple, Buffalo. Right. Like last our wild card, super wild card weekend, he logged seven receptions, 57. Guy's just a monster. He's seven so catches for, for 57 yards, you said? Yeah. Okay. I, if I'm remembering that correctly. Right. Yeah, well... Yeah, like I just said, you're not going to – there's a very low likelihood you're going to win scoring 17 points against Kansas City. So they're going to need right. to put more points on the board. And maybe Cole Beasley is the recipe for that to happen. I feel like he's just like on those big possession downs, like third downs you need a first on like short yardage. He's there. Man, I can't, I love watching Cole Beasley, and I love all the doubters hating on him. Yeah, but the all-pro team – selection might might have been a very little too very smart. deserved very deserved I, we, we could get into that but we won't um, <laughs> okay well those are our x factors we will see if clyde plays i think he might i think he has a good chance of doing so uh but we will see yeah was it week 14 he got hurt or 13 i think it was week 15 oh because but I think still it was against the saints and that was week 15 i believe yeah, right. So that's still what? That's still like a It's month been about ago. a month. Yeah. It looked bad, though, when it happened. Yeah, I thought he was done for the year, and I was happy to hear that he may have a chance of playing again this year. And uh, so if not this game, if they win, then maybe I, – I'm sure he'll do everything he possibly can to play for the Super Bowl if they make it there. So um, we will see. What is your matchup you're looking forward to or or the best matchup or however you wanted to, to phrase that? Uh, best matchup for this game, I got uh, Trey White, Tredavious White versus Chiefs wide receiver core. 
Um, I, I have the same thing. I don't like how we're. <laughs> I have Trey Wayne well, versus Tyreek Hill. Okay, see, I planned ahead. I texted our Bills insider on uh, on if he's going to be shadowing Tyreek or if he's going to play a side. And our Chiefs, our sorry, our Bills insider is uh, Jake Jake Matola. Uh, I told him he may be quoted tonight. Um, he confirmed that he's going to expect White to be just playing aside, not necessarily shadowing Tyreek. Um, so I'm just I White's one of the best corners in the league, and interesting to see how he can uh, keep up with the speed of these uh, Chiefs wide receivers, um, a group known for their uh, their quickness. Yeah. Yeah, so th- that is good information. Thank you, Jake, uh, for your insights. Yeah, it's just Tyreek Hill is, is so scary, um, just because it, all, he could have be he could just be a non-factor throughout the whole game, and then he could just have a seventy-five yard touchdown, and then he clearly has made a big impact on the game. So it only takes one play for him to do so, and he's m- more capable than anyone in the league, I think, to make that one big splash play. So. Um, yeah, it's just fun to watch. And we're going to get into the very end of the show, but watching the Chiefs is just so fun. Like, it's not it's it's not like the Patriots dynasty of how they're just dominating everyone and just boring football, but the Chiefs do it in very exciting fashion. So, and right. Tyreek Hill is a big part of that. So, I'm most looking forward to uh, really watching Tyreek Hill and see if, if White can at least uh, slow him down a little bit. So if I may, down. if I may add, the Bills' defense ranks fourth against wide receivers this season. So that's per DraftKings. That's for fantasy, um, which it can obviously real and fantasy football are uh, two different things. But I think it kind of applies here. So uh, yeah, stout Bills pass defense against a very impressive Chiefs wide receiver core. Right, and and not for nothing, but Tyreek Hill did have his worst game of the season against Buffalo. Right. Uh, three catches for 20 yards. So a very poor showing for Tyreek Hill. Probably his only bad game of the season. So yep. we will see what happens there in, in the rematch here in the playoffs. Uh, what what are some prop bets that you like in, from this game? Uh, I got two down for this game. Um, my first one, Josh Allen's over for passing yards. Currently set at 302 and a half. Um, I feel like he's going to get over 300. It's, it's going to be a pass-happy game. The Chiefs' defense isn't necessarily great. They have a few good players, but um, I this the Bills' offense hasn't, as I said earlier, not too long ago, they scored 17 points in two games. That was their lowest, and I think besides that, their lowest has been like 26. So, like, this is a uh, very high-powered offense. Like, their ceiling, like, score, like, 50-something in one game against a good Dolphins defense at that point. So, um, yeah, I think that this that's a recipe for Allen to go for over 300. I think that's pretty likely. Nice. Um, so, I, I'm i officially just staying away from the game until, I, I again, I there's a – very, very good chance Mahomes is going to play, but I'm not going to do anything with this game until I am 100% sure he's playing. Just in the offset, off chance he settle, uh, suffers a setback, because then 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 that kind of skews a lot of things. So I am waiting until he's 100% confirmed active to to place anything if I'm going to do so. I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, but with that being said, I also have two, and I, my first one is Kelsey over 7.5 catches. 
Um, my rationale behind that one is since week eight, Kelsey has has only gone under uh, seven and a half one time since week eight. So that's the whole second half of the season. And in well, that in that game, he he had seven, so he was right there. Uh, Buffalo he gives up the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. I know you just said that doesn't necessarily equate to real football, but this is prop bets we're talking about, so it's yeah statistics. So um, right there, so tight end might be a little bit of weak spot for Buffalo. And if Mahomes is still not one hundred percent healthy, but still plays. Remember, he's, he has that neck injury, but he still was a little hobbled with his foot. If, if you remember in the beginning of that game, uh, he kind of right. was limping a little bit. So his foot injury may be a little bit of a factor as well, may not be as mobile. And Kelsey is already a huge safety blanket for Mahomes and even more so in this case, if he's a little hurt. So I think seven and a half catches is so easily attainable for Kelsey. Yeah, and um, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but... Um, I feel like he has turf toe. I think they mentioned it on a podcast. I was, it would have been part of my take, which I mean, that's not confirmed, but they're um, not doctors either. Just for the, yeah, they are not doctors either. But, um, if it is turf toe, I should really should have looked into this if it's the diagnosis on his foot, but, um, like that's a pretty brutal injury. Like it sounds wimpy, but like that's couldn't. In a lot of cases, that's like a multiple, like like probably two week injury, and um, he's probably if he has it, he's gonna play through it. <laughs> so, right. So I don't know. I, I think that's a very easy one for me. That stood out almost immediately. Seven and a half catches over for Kelsey. Uh, what are your What's your other one? Um. Oh, also Travis Kelsey, uh, two touchdown score. It's at plus four fifty. Um. Right. I just looked on DraftKings and um Bills are 20, I think, as tight ends for fantasy. Um I just feel like it that could be reason to play something down and plus four fifty, turn ten into forty-five. Right. And Travis Kelsey's only multi touchdown game of the season came against Buffalo earlier right. in the year. Yeah. So maybe he'll do it again. That's a good one. I, and any Kelsey bet you got to feel good about, in my opinion. Even yeah. when the even when the matchup's not even that good, <laughs> True. like he is the definition of matchup proof. Always comes through. Uh, my other one is Devin Singletary under forty-one and a half rushing yards. <laughs> I agree. Uh, for I have a couple reasons here why I think that's a good one. Buffalo on the season passed the twelfth most of any team, so in the upper half. Uh, of, of the league no secret that they they throw a lot and in particular they've thrown in the last three games of the regular season they threw the seventh most in the league so trending to even passing even more right singletary only had 10 carries in the first two postseason games combined wow i think he had three in the wild card round and maybe seven last week if i'm not mistaken do you have the yardage totals uh, i think it was around in the 20s both times <laughs> okay and in those games, they were favorites, both of those games. So now right. they're underdogs. So that even more so has a more likely chance for a negative game script where they have to throw a little bit more. So in a game where they're, they're favorites, uh, home favorites in both, and he can't even top 30 rushing yards in either of those games, and he's not being even utilized on the ground very much. I don't know. I think 41 and a half is way too high for him. So unless he breaks a big run, which yeah. can occasionally happen, and there's nothing you can do about that, 
I just, I don't see it. So I went with that. That's a good one. Yeah. I agree with that under. All right. Uh, so what is your score prediction for the game? Uh, I went with chiefs 34, 30. Okay. I went with chiefs 27, 20. Okay. What's the over under for this? Was it like 52 and a half? I think. I will confirm, but I know both this game and the other game, the home teams were, I believe, three-point favorites. Yeah, Chiefs minus three and fit over 53 and a half. Okay. Would be my prediction, yeah. And yours, too. I have no... Nope, not yours. I have no uh, opinion on the over-under. I, that's a score I just came up with. Uh, yeah. It, it's, a, I, it's a little tough for me. I don't really know what would I would pick. Maybe I would pick, uh, I would alter the spread a little bit and decrease it just and hit the over maybe, maybe put in the upper 40s or something like that, mm. right at 50, uh, but we will see. Okay. We'll move on to the NFC Championship game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. As Jack just said, the Packers are three-point favorites at home. The over-under in this one is 51 and a half points, so a little bit less than the AFC. Who are your X factors in this one? <laughs> so I, hope we don't, I hope we don't have the same one this time. Um, well, I got two. Um, but do you want to know how stupid I am? Sure. <laughs> I wrote in my notes. Well, my X factor is the Packers front four. And I wrote Packers front four against an injured injured Mahomes. <laughs> um, clearly, the, they clearly don't play Mahomes this week, but... Uh, no. It still applies for Brady. He's not necessarily a mobile quarterback. Um, last week, Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark both logged a sack and a half each. And was that on back-to-back plays that each had a sack, I think, in critical times? Um, and uh, who Zaria Smith also had a sack, I believe. Um, so, they're, uh, at least last week, they really got after Goff, who also is not very mobile. Um they can do it again against Brady. That could be huge for him. Nice. You kind of turned your X factor into a matchup, uh, but that's okay. I did. Uh, still very important for the the Packers to get to Brady. That seems the way to uh, slow him down a little bit. So yeah. So is that your just your Packers X factor? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my X factor is Aaron Jones. Okay. He has had another fantastic season like he did last year. Uh, but going against Tampa's front seven is pretty terrifying. Yeah, it is. They've only let up 80.5 rush yards per game in the regular season. And I believe that is 10 less than any other team in the NFL. They're number one in the league by a considerable margin. And when Jones played the Bucks in week six, he had 10 carries for 15 yards. So Mm. not a good day at the office for Aaron Jones. I think if he's rolling and does well, I think the Packers have a really good chance in this one, but I'm still not certain that they can run the ball uh, because I just think that they'll be able to stuff them like they did last time. So we'll we'll see. I think it's a very important factor in this game because then the Packers can really dictate the pace of the game and a lot of everything else seems easier if Aaron Jones can contribute uh, even just an average game, like a four, four and a half yards per carry. So that's going to be absolutely huge in this game. I think that was my X factor. 
Yeah, I agree. Just to echo that, that Bills front seven is so good. Um, I, I feel like they have a vet. Yeah, that's it, Bills. I'm at Bucks. Uh, like a few veteran pieces uh, on the line in particular in like Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Shaq Barrett. And then I, think, I don't know. I think Via Vea might be coming back on this game. Oh, really? He was not there, but I'll I'll look it up. You can continue. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, not much else. Just also the two linebackers, um, their middle linebackers, and Devin White and Levante David. Like off the top of my head, that's got to be a top duo at the middle linebacker position in the league. Um, it's gonna be a tough day for Jones, and I know uh, you just said it. Um, I think fantasy wise they are the best rush defense um against running backs so i think vita vea uh, he's limited at practice but i don't know if he's going to be able to quite play um we will see i also don't know if antonio brown's going to play that's right he only had like one he had like one catch last week yeah well he, he exited the game but yeah and then left i meant yeah yeah, so I don't know. I'm not sure yet, but we'll see. Uh, who's who's your uh, Bucks X factor? Oh, I went with Gronk. Okay. Um, Tampa Bay's clearly got playmakers all over the field. Um, Gronk has kind of uh, gone somewhat unnoticed the past few weeks uh, in both post playoff games against Washington, then against um, the Saints. He only had one reception and for 14 yards and bet- across both games. Yeah, but in the Saints, he almost had that touchdown. It was pretty close. I don't know if you remember, but he just slipped through his fingers. Right, right. Um, and Packers, they got a good secondary. Uh, Barry Alexander's a great corner. And uh, who else? Darnell Savage back there at safety. They're going to have their hands full with these wide receivers. Um, in Godwin, Evans, and Brown, if he plays. Even they're so deep, like even Scotty Miller and like Tyler Johnson. We saw that sick catch on Sunday. Yeah, and Scotty um, Miller's ra- that one route he did was great. Yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Gronk could be truly be a difference maker for him if they decide to get him involved. And that that Brady Gronk connection in uh, in January is pretty strong, as we all know. Um, and then also, you said like, if Brown doesn't play, then that could be more opportunity for Gronk to get the ball. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Very nice. Uh, so, I mean, my, my matchup is kind of saying a lot of similar points to what you said, but I have Bucks wide receivers versus Kevin King, who is the other starting corner, uh, for the Packers and Jair Alexander's, he's really good. Probably a top five corner in the NFL. He's going to probably do his thing. I don't know if he'll be on Evans or, or whoever, but, uh, like you just mentioned, there's a very deep wide receiver group for the Tampa Bay. And I don't know if Green Bay has quite enough to keep up here, uh, in particular Kevin King, because I don't know if he's going to be on Godwin or Brown if he plays. Or I don't know. I think the Arians will be smart to kind of target him, stay away from Alexander, and we'll see what happens there. So I think that's going to be huge. And I don't know. I, I think that could be a determining factor in the game. And well, I, I, I think. See, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people wanted the Bucks to make it this far, but I just think the Bucks are just such an interesting team. They're so – they really don't have a weak spot, I really don't think. I mean, some will say they're secondary, but I think their secondary is playing a lot better than people give them credit for. Uh, Sean yeah. Murphy bunting, I think he had a pick last week, and 
Winfield, the rookie of safety's been playing really well and even Carlton Davis has been playing well. So. I mean, if you want to, I know um, linebacker is not a piece of secondary, but even Devin White had a pick yet last week. Did he have two? Or was that like one of fumble recovery, maybe? I don't think I he had two. two turnovers. Okay, but whatever. He had that crucial interception late in the game. Um, so, I mean, he'll be in coverage possibly. So, yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. I think the Bucks are a really interesting team. And I feel like we kind of shared the same thing of how we both really bought into them midway through the season. Yeah, uh, we were both a little bit uncertain of how things were going to look in the beginning, but I don't know. I think they really put it together nicely, so we we will see what happens. But uh, who's your matchup? I know you already mentioned a couple, but uh, my matchup and kind of <laughs> technically may not may not even be a matchup since so they won't be in the field at the same time. But it's Roger versus Brady, uh, first postseason matchup between two possibly the best quarterbacks of all time. Um, going to be cool to see. Uh, I don't know if you can say this game has shootout potential. Both defenses are good to solid, um, but I could could see it end up going that way. The way these quarterbacks play, right? It'll be it, interesting to see. I think you could definitely consider that a matchup. I was. I don't know if you listened to the new episode of Veterans Minimum. Did you? I did. Yeah. Uh. And in that one, they were talking about how many times we've been – I mean, obviously everyone has been really wanting a Brady versus Rodgers Super Bowl when they were in, in opposing conferences. Yeah. But they were really going over how many times it's been so close that that these two have been matched up in the Super Bowl, but it just hasn't worked out. Right. Like if you think about it, in, in 2010, Packers made the Super Bowl and won it against us. Uh, yeah. But Brady got knocked out by – the Jets. Rex Ryan and the Jets. <laughs> right. So the year after that, the the Patriots make the Super Bowl. They lose to the Giants, but the Packers were the one seed that year and they lose to, they lost to the Giants in the divisional round. Yeah. So there's then. Uh you think about the year when it was what about the twenty sixteen when the Patriots blew it? Weren't the Packers high up there that year in twenty sixteen? So in twenty uh fourteen. Oh. You got to think about it. Oh, Des caught it. Uh, no, no, no. It was that year. Oh, well, I think it was that year. But I'm talking about the. It was Patriots Seahawks in the Super Bowl, and it was the year that the Seahawks had like the 15 point comeback and the onside kick in the NFC Championship game against the right. Packers. So right. if that crazy thing doesn't happen, we get a Brady Rogers Super Bowl in 2016. It was the year. It was the Patriots won the Super Bowl. It was the year 23 against the Falcons, and the Falcons right. destroyed the Packers in the NFC Championship game. So right. there's been so, so many instances where we were so close and for so long, and now we finally get it, although it's not in a Super Bowl, but in a playoff game nonetheless. So we're finally right. here, and I'm super excited, and I'm sure if, if you're if you're an NFL fan of any capacity, you're very excited for this one. So Yeah. Uh, I was looking up something. What was it? Okay, got it. All right, that was for my prop bets, but I got it. Uh, what do you have for prop bets in this game? Uh, I got only got one. And similar to my previous one, um, but it's Devonta Adams two touchdown score set at plus three thirty. Um, I know we were just talking about the Bucks defense, but in fantasy they ranked twenty fifth against the wide receiver position, and they're going to go up against the most productive receiver this year. And I believe I think I counted correctly; he had five multiple touchdown games, which included some three touchdown games. So um, he's. Uh, I think that's a good good value. 
Yeah, I agree. I I didn't go with two, but I have Adams anytime touchdown score is my, only minus one seventy. I would probably expect. I was oh. anticipating that being like in the two hundreds. Uh, but at this point, it's it's still at minus one seventy, and it's just it's hard hard to bet against the guy that has nineteen total touchdowns this year and sixteen games played. I think or no fifteen games played because he missed two in the regular season. Jeez. And he played one playoff game. So 19 touchdowns, I believe, in, in 15 games. That's crazy. Uh, went against arguably the best cornerback in the league last last week and had nine catches, 60-something yards, and a touchdown. Created, created a lot of separation. So, I mean, along with the Kelsey catches, I think that's a really, really safe bet that he's going to get in the end zone. I mean, it's almost a guarantee at this point. Right. I agree. Uh, I, I had one more. I don't really have much to say on this one, but uh, I have Alan Lazard over three and a half catches. Interesting. Okay, I was looking at him a little bit. Uh, he did really well in his first playoff game. Well, was it his first playoff game? I think he – no, he, I don't know. Whatever. Last week he did well is my point. Yeah, he yeah. four catches for 96 and a touchdown, eight targets. Uh, so he did well in his first playoff game, and I don't know, three and a half just seemed low to me. I think like they're gonna, he, he's got. I think he'd just get more than like four or more. Like I don't know, that seems really low, and I think he's the he's the number two option. I think you could say Tanyan or maybe Aaron Jones, but I, I mean he's clearly the number two receiver. So not MVS. No. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Uh, so I don't know. I think that's a, that's a good one you could put in there. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. All right, score prediction time. I got Packers 27-21. Bucks 28, Packers 27. Wow. It's going to be close. Uh, I think I just think Packers because, I mean, these teams are evenly matched, but my uh, determining factor is, I mean, <laughs> this could be a reason to go the other way, but um, the Bucks kind of – took care of business early in the season against the Packers. Um, I forget the score, but it was 38 to 10. Right. And Rogers is one of those guys. that's going to insert Michael Jordan meme, take that personally. And um, I'm sure Rogers was been kind of eyeing up the bucks ever since that loss and wanting his revenge. And I just, I believe in Rogers a lot this year. I mean, he's the MVP favorite all all indications point toward him winning it, and I agree. Um, I think he's going to do it. I think I think Packers are going to win. Yeah, just like I don't know. Last year, 49ers blew him out in the regular season. They blow him out in the NFC Championship game. So I, don't I think know. it's different, though. I, I I don't know. I think it's a different team this year. Last year, I I was. I I bet on the Niners minus seven and a half because I just wasn't confident in in the Packers. But I mean, it's a different Aaron Rodgers this year, I think. Whoa, the line was seven and a half. It was, yeah. What? That's so much. Yeah, I remember betting Niners seven and a half. That's crazy. I didn't realize that. That that seems like a lot. Jeez. It could be six and a half, but either six and a half or seven and a half. I, for some reason, seven and a half is in my head. Um, yeah. Hmm. Also home field. Yeah. I don't know. I think Brady's fine. I know people say like, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's one of the best cold weather quarterbacks of all time. So. <laughs> That's true. I don't know. I just really think I, again, yeah, the pay, the Packers are a favorite. 
and they should be the favorite. But I just think there's too many people that are just kind of like thinking it's a foregone conclusion that the Packers are going to make it. I don't really think that people should be as confident in that. I'm not very confident in it. I just slightly lean to the I'm not, Packers. I'm not saying I you. Agree. Yeah. I'm not saying you. And I, I was, clearly it would not surprise me if the Packers won. And yeah. it's a little bit of a bold call to pick the Bucks, But I uh, I don't know. I think people are just a little bit too confident in the, in the Packers right now. And I don't know. Yeah. All right. So that concludes our preview. But before we leave, we will be – Jack and I are going to rank these four potential matchups – in the order of most com- least compelling to most compelling matchup or, or whatever most you want to see to least you probably want to see uh, you can uh, you can start off with your fourth most compelling or least compelling matchup. And might I add, I, I really don't think any of these matchups would be bad. I really think all of them would be good. And maybe last year you could say you didn't, you didn't, you wouldn't, wouldn't really want to see the Titans 49er Super Bowl or, or whatever. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, but I, I really think any of these matchups would be good. I don't really think there's a bad one here, but you can go ahead. I agree. Um, my least enticing one, uh, I went with Bill's Packers. Um, Same. Like, I think the game itself would be good. It's not. It would not be a blowout. It would be interesting game to watch. It's just there's not really much like storyline there as opposed to these other three, right? Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I have it at four as well. We probably have the same yeah. order, to be honest. <laughs> Maybe. Um, next one, I got Chiefs versus Packers. Oh, we don't have the same order. Okay. I have uh, Bills versus Bucks at number three. Interesting. Um, I mean, my Chiefs, the Chiefs-Packers matchup, it's – I think these are the – I mean, both the one seeds. So, you could say the two best teams. Probably, I agree, the two best teams in football this year. Um, and Mahomes Rogers matchup. Me personally, those are my two best quarterbacks of all time, right there. I don't care if Mahomes is young, but most talented quarterbacks I've ever watched. Um, so that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I had Bills Bucks at three. It, it's just because I, I, I just I want to see the Chiefs in there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's disrespectful <laughs> to the Bills, but. There's just no one. I don't know. I know they're in the same conference as the Steelers, and not clearly this. I the Steelers are my favorite team to watch. It's not even a question. But it's hard not to like want to see the Chiefs. You know. Right. I agree. Um, that game, the Bills Bucks game, that's my two, and the reason it's compelling. And we referenced uh, our favorite podcast, sports podcast, Veterans Minimum, their latest episode. He really harped on um. Like painting the narrative of the Bills, they awful for a while. Yeah, you know, twenty years of playing Tom Brady twice a year. He finally leaves the conference. They finally win the division. There's a great team, and then Brady's waiting for them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that's 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 that'd be pretty cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that was your two. That was my two. Yeah, I, I had Chiefs Bucks at two, and then Chiefs Packers number one. Uh, Chiefs Bucks would be really great as well. I mean, that's that's what I that's what my bracket would be. That's for the playoff pool. That's what I I picked. Yeah. Uh, even if that happens, I I'm I am out of contention. Um, but you know, I 
I don't know. I think Mahomes versus Brady, we, we saw that a couple times already. And all those matchups were really, really good. And I just I think the Bucks are a really interesting team. Um but and the reason why I had Chiefs Packers number one is just, you know, the this the quarterback matchup is is unbelievable and quarterback play drives the NFL. Right. And similarly, Chiefs Bucks is my number one. Um because just Mahomes Brady. I mean, even though I did say my two top talented quarterbacks all the time, Rodgers, Mahomes, but I mean, Brady's a legend and I would like to see, I don't, I, I, I'd root for the chiefs in that scenario. Just kind of be Brady passing the torch off to Mahomes as like the face of the NFL for the next, however many years. Yeah. And Brady on the bucks is more fun to watch than Brady on the Patriots. In my opinion, a hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, uh, it's not like, I don't know. The Patriots have all were boring and it was weird though. Cause like, I feel like the majority of the NFL hated watching them go every year. So that alone just kind of like the Super Bowl is more way more fun when you have an enemy to root against, in my opinion. Right. Like, yeah, obviously we don't like the Eagles at all. So, and I don't, I never want the Eagles to make the Super Bowl again, but that just makes it a very <laughs> enticing Super Bowl. Just when you have so much either side, if you have, if you have a really, if you're rooting for a team really heavily, it makes it so enticing. And then if you, te- if you have a team you hate, make it there. It makes it just as enticing, if arguably. So, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of an example uh, of, of, a, of a Super Bowl that I it was kind of, I was kind of neutral about and I didn't really care about the winner. And I can't really think of one just because the Patriots seem to make it every year. And I, I right. Really and you were always them anyway. against them. Uh, you could maybe say last year. Last year, maybe. I mean, I, I was rooting for the Chiefs, but again, I, I wouldn't have really cared if the 49ers won. Right. Uh, but I can't really think of a, a, another year where I really, it was, it was, I was kind of neutral about it because it was either the Patriots or it was maybe, I think the Ra- the Ravens made it like one the, year, so I didn't want about, them to win. What about the Seahawks Broncos in 2013? I really wanted the, the, Bron- uh, the Broncos to win. Why? I'm trying to, I rooted for the Broncos, right? I don't, I, I, because I think because of Manning and like he was in your fantasy team that year. He was not. Oh, it was the year after. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. But the, the point is the majority of the years, you know, I was really, really heavily invested in like who I wanted to win. I don't right. really know if I really feel that way this year, to be honest, I wouldn't really. I guess I wouldn't really want the Bucks to win, I guess, but because of and well, I mean Brown, Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I respect Brady, but I just I don't know. He doesn't need to win again. So that's true. I, I guess I wouldn't really want the Bucks to win, but everything else I think I would uh be okay with. Yeah. I think I guess I'm rooting the most for the Chiefs. Um so Clyde can get one. True. I root for Cole Beasley. <laughs> right. So yeah. So I, again, I guess the Bucks, I at least want to win, but whatever. The point is, I think we're going to get a good game no matter what happens, to be honest. And I, this that, again, no disrespect to the Bills Packers matchup, but I think that would be awesome as well. I yeah. just had it fourth because I like the other ones better just a little bit. So, yep. We will see. Uh, it's sad. Only about two weeks of football left. True. Three um, games left. I'm just whatever happens. And I know it was a, a, a emotional roller coaster for the Steelers and as well as my fantasy teams, but I'm just above all else glad that like 
zero games were canceled and we just finished it all. That's true. Thankful so, for that. You're right. That, again, it, it was so, it seemed so dire in the beginning. Like, I'm like, how are we going to make it through all this? Like so many cancellations and they didn't cancel one game. And obviously yeah. a lot of shuffling around, but they, they got it done. So hats off to the NFL for making it happen. And yeah, there were some flare ups in COVID, but they really did. I feel like they did a good job. So yeah, good for them and good for us as NFL fans. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening uh, to this week's episode. The playoff pool is coming to an end. There's the uh, updates on Instagram. If you're following along on that at hogline podcast, I believe there's only about 20 ish people remaining still. Um, but you can see all the breakdown uh, there for if you're still eligible. And um, yeah, I believe that's it. Uh, do you have anything else to add? Nope. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. See you.